But we got football fans here. Yeah. 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 This is my first year playing fantasy football, right? And I'm seven to know. You know what I'm saying? I'm seven to know. I just gotta brag a little bit. You know what I'm saying? My team name, nothing crazy. Seven to know, nothing crazy. Right? And my boy, he's like the second best, and his boy, his best receiver, Jamar Chase. Just got like some sort of injury in the hip. About four to six weeks. And he's inactive. And I was like, whoa! Let's go! That's easy W for me. Right? The person that scored the most on his team, he scored 30 back to back. You know what I'm saying? 30 back to back, two TDs. Is inactive. Now he has no role. He has no effect on that team. He's gonna do nothing now. Easy W for me, I hope. Right? <laughs> and this is the thing. The same way Jamar Chase is inactive, he's ineffective, he can't make a difference. That's what that gray zone is about. That's what that gray zone is about. That gray zone, it's a place where we can't change nothing. Right? We've been called out of darkness into this light. Why waste our time and straddle the line in between both? Right? Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians 4. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the gray zone. Alright, Ephesians 4 verse 17. I'm going to run it. It says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. In the futility of their thinking, they are darkening their understanding and separated from the life of God. Because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. You know, guys, what I want you to really understand is that the whole purpose of us being here is for us to be closer to God. The whole goal for us being here is to have that relationship in the light and want to have fellowship with one another so we can draw closer to God. Sure. Shout out to my man in the back. He just got baptized. Yeah. 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 Right? And that's what it's all about. That freedom from the darkness being broken, right? Breaking those chains and running to God and just giving him your all. Right? When we're in this middle, we're inactive and we can't be used. We can't be people who light it up. And why, why is that so detrimental? Why is that so hurtful? Because as we just read here in Ephesians, Paul, he tells them this. Instructions, right? He's giving them instructions on how to live a life that's glorifying to God. Right? He's telling them, man, I want to give you instructions on how to live. But first, I want you to know that you no longer live something you once lived before. I want you to no longer live this life of darkness, right? And in the same way, he says these adjectives. Listen to these adjectives and how he describes it. He says, the futility of their thinking. They were darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God. They were ignorant. Their hearts were hard. They lost all sensitivity. No shame. There's no remorse in what you do. You just do. You don't feel. Could you imagine? That is crazy. And, and I say those things because the reality of it is that we've been deceived. In this gray zone, this gray area, we've been deceived. And we all know him. He's a phenomenon. I don't know where he's at right now. But when we 
run from this light and we find ourselves trying to justify and compromise and try to feed and please both sides. Satan's in the corner as you're in the gray zone and he's like, ha, got him, got him. Exactly where I want you to be. Exactly where I want you to be. I want you to think, I want you to think that you're free. Yes, you're not in the darkness, but you're in this middle area where you're inactive. You're incapable of doing anything. You can't progress. You're not being challenged. And the thing about it is, we may think it's okay. And I'm gonna tell you some certain things why we think it's okay. Is that okay? Can we be real for a second? This is one thing I think that we can do. We can make it about us. What does that mean? Well, it's my conviction. What you mean it's my conviction? What's the problem with that statement? My, you, it's not even about me. It was never about me. How, what? And the thing about the gray zone is that when we make it about me, we're trying to please ourselves in that same way that Dom said, that animal pleasure, right? We're trying to, cra we crave it so much we want to please ourselves. And in this area, we're so comfortable with doing that because we think we're doing good because we're not all the way in the darkness, but we're not all the way in the light. So what are you doing? You're being deceived. Satan got you exactly where he wants you. Because in reality, if someone were to tell you what's the next direction, you can't tell them to make a left and a right. Hey, yo, bro, I'm making left or right both. I'm sorry. You can't make both turns at the same time. And so my question for you guys are, in this gray zone, who's challenging you? Are you okay with being challenged by something that's not your own words? Because that's what's important. And what's important is we want to go back to our identity, who we are at our innate core. And at our innate core, who we are, we're designed and created by God. We were made in his likeness and his image. So that's where we go to get proper understanding. And I find it interesting how in this great zone, we, as men, we love to compromise. We love to try to fit in and do things in a way where we're not being completely radical to just be in the light and expose it like Dom says. Like, are you, are you kidding me? We like to justify our actions with scripture and change it just a little bit. Oh, we didn't say exactly that I couldn't fill in the blank. Well, here's a newsflash. Did you know that that's Satan? Jesus, when he encountered Satan in the wilderness, that's the same thing he does. He uses scripture and he switches it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. If you caught that, that's a 50 cent reference, but y'all too young. Just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit. He switches it just a little bit. Right? Just a little bit. So we can think that we're right and try to make it about us. Because that's what Satan does. He tries to deceive you and change your perception and who you are. And what that does, it makes you think dark. It separates you further and further away. In reality, you think you're okay because you're right in the middle. Yeah. You're right here in this place and I'm chilling, I'm cool. But it's detrimental. It kills our intimacy with God that brings us closer and closer. And if you're like me and you're at this retreat, praise God because we're trying to light it up. Yeah. And we're trying to draw closer and closer to him. And what I, what I want to say here is that one other thing that we can do and it allows us is we forget who has the power. Like, man, when we're in this gray zone and Satan is trying to deceive us, we want to know who has the power. Who holds the power in your life? 
Are you going to allow yourself to be moved by the winds and the waves, the distractions of this life, the things, the worries of this world to separate you from what's truly yours? This relationship is bond. How you speak to one another, how you love one another, how you go after them. Are you okay with doing things that are controversial? Oh, well, you know what? You know what? One thing is, you know what? I can stay. I can stay with her. You know, it's only 1230, bro. It's straight. It's good. You know, the Bible doesn't say I can't be with my girlfriend at 1 a.m. Bro, who cares? Who cares? Right. You know what I'm saying? I can do it. I'm cool. It's that gray area, that topic where it's controversial. Right? You know, I can speak however I want to people. You know what I'm saying? I can say whatever I want to say. The Bible says don't have foul language. It doesn't say don't curse. It doesn't explicitly say don't curse. It's okay if I curse. It's okay if I say the N-word. No one is challenging me on it, so I mean, it's cool. I'm okay. Right? But in actuality, we're being deceived. Come on, baby. Right? And here's the question I want you guys to think about and ponder on right now. In this middle area, as you're trying to seek who you are in Christ, when we're inactive, we're good for nothing. Mm. Jamar Chase is sitting on my boy Benton. He's good for nothing. Hey. <laughs> He's good for nothing. We can laugh about that. But this is something we can't laugh about. Are you good for nothing? Okay. Question. When was the last time someone said you're good for nothing? How did you feel? Are you kidding me? In this gray zone, Satan got us where he wants us because we're inactive. We're good for nothing Christians. We're in a place where we're not growing. We're not diminishing. We think so. But we're just there chilling. And we can't impact and change how we want to or how God desires us to see ourselves because of something that's holding us back. I don't know what it is for you guys today, but I'm assuming that you're at this retreat for a reason and you want to be here so you're not continually being deceived. Right. So you're not continually being deceived by the words, the craftiness of Satan. And I'm going to call you guys out and call you higher. So don't be good for nothing Christians. Don't stand in the middle and do nothing about it. Because that's not what it's all about. In society today, it teaches us that the middle ground being silent, not challenging, it's okay. It's okay. You know, I didn't decide with you. I didn't decide with you. That's fine. I, I'm in the middle. I wash my hands. But in the kingdom of God, there's no room for that. We talk about things. We challenge each other, not with my words, but with the Bible. Right? Because this doesn't change. It's the same today, yesterday, and forever. It's not going to change. My word does, but God's doesn't. So my encouragement is, are we going to just stay in the gray zone and be deceived by Satan? Yesterday we sang, we're a man. He's a man of his word. Are you a man of who you're supposed to be? Are you a man of who you claim who you are? You said, man, I want to look like Jesus. Is that true? Because I don't think so. If you're in this gray zone and you're allowing controversial topics, if you're allowing things to hinder you and you're not being challenged by the word of God, I don't think you're a man of your word. I don't think you're a man of who you want to be. Straight up. And I myself, I can attest to it. Because that's who I was. That's who I once was. I was a person who I wanted to be friends with everybody. I wanted to make everybody happy. But in actuality, it's not possible. But I can make God happy every single day. By running away from this darkness, bypassing the gray zone, and staying in the light and being open. What does that mean? 
And how can we do that? How can we strive to be people who aren't being deceived and being, being like this? Somebody watching you, saying, ha, got him. Could you imagine every time you did something, somebody said that? Ha, got him. Being deceived. You're living a life that's not even real. You're being deceived. You're living a life that has no value. You're being deceived. That's what Satan wants to do. He wants to trick you, deceive you. But it's not true. And I'm here to encourage you guys with the word, how Paul, he says, man, I want to give you instructions. I want to give you guidance. I want to help you out. Because this gray zone is something that you don't want to mess with. It's this topic that we call asleep in the light. Are you a Christian today? You claim yourself to be a Christian. You claim to be a light when you just sleep. You're asleep. You're doing nothing. You're good for nothing. Let that sink in and ponder on it. How can I be a good for nothing Christian? How can I be a sideline man? How can I be someone who's just on a sideline and not doing nothing? I encourage you guys to think about that. And Barton, he's going to get practical with us and really show us how can we be people who continue to live in the light and not be deceived by Satan's craftiness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bible talk to be. It wasn't, it's for Jesus. 
and I was giving and giving of myself, and I got lonely. I listened to the things that, that Satan says. He's deceitful. I shared this story with some of you during some purity talks, so you know where I'm going. And if you've heard me share this story, are you still struggling with impurity? One thing I say in the purity class is, man, I want this to be the last purity class you ever go to. How many purity classes are you going to have to go to before you stop, watch, stop watching pornography? I did not have conviction. Lee mentioned it. It's not my conviction. It's what I see in the Word of God. This is the conviction that the Word is telling me, and I didn't have that. And I fell into sin. A girl went after me like crazy, and I did not have the boundaries, the conviction set up. And I fell into impurity with her as a Christian, as a disciple, as a man who said Jesus is Lord. And that group of 50 people who were coming out to that Bible talk dwindled away. I was hurt. I was broken. I saw my sin. I remember crying because, man, I was like, I'm claiming to be a Christian, and I'm, in, I'm impure. I'm, this girl actually came out to church and was studying the Bible. What type of example am I? I tried to be example. It doesn't work. So she started talking to other people, sharing the story. Guys came up to me who I was in Bible studying with, and they're like, nah, I'm not interested anymore. You're the guy I'm supposed to be learning from? You're the Christian I'm supposed to have as an example? One guy came up to me and said, man, I looked up to you so much, and now I hate you. I hate you, and I hate this church. You were the guy I looked up to. Don't let that be you. It hurts, man. That darkness, Dom did a great job talking about it. If you're in that darkness, get out because you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt the people that you're trying to save. Purity hurts, man. Impurity. If your friends knew the truth about you and how you are doing right now, what would they say? Are you the Christian you say you are behind closed doors? I wasn't. And I, it, there's two sides of the coin. I apologize to all the guys that said, man, I, I messed up big time. I was sinful. I've repented. I'm not looking back. I will not do that ever again. Some of them came back. Some of them went away. And some of them left. And I found myself angry and frustrated. Some of those guys I still pray for every single day. It's been eight years. Because I see how much I hurt them. And I realized, man, if they were doing it for God, I could have done anything in the world and they shouldn't have left. So I got to ask you guys right now, why are you here? Is it for someone else? Is it for that girl you like? Are you all in for this or for someone else? Ephesians 4. I'm going to read 11 through 13 real quick. You guys don't have to turn there. I have a bunch of scriptures I want to read. It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up. And it goes on talking about unity. We have some awesome campus ministers in here today, guys. Some guys I look up to. Some interns I look up to. Some guys who you've probably been in Bible studies with. Guys who helped to become a Christian or teach you how to do a Bible study. Are you here for them or are you here for Jesus? Are you a yes man to them or a yes man to the word of God? We need to be united. I respect Dom and, and Jordan, Massey, Jordan, Genovese. Man, if I need advice, I ask these guys. I, Jordan Genovese is like the most humble man on planet Earth. Sir, sir, true. If I want advice, I go to them. But if I don't like that advice, 
Do I go back and say, yeah, Jordan told me to do this? Or is it because I'm convicted by the word of God? Am I convicted by what the word of God is saying? To put Jesus on, to put this new life on, it can't come from someone else. It can't be a reliant on somebody else here. That girl that you like, it can't be relying on her, man. If you're, if you're the man in the relationship, you have to be the leader. I'm so grateful. I've been dating for five years. I'm getting married. I would not be here right now if the same Parker that messed up eight years ago was still here right now. What needs to change? It has to be your conviction. Wait a minute, Lee just said it can't be your conviction. So how can you have the conviction that isn't relying on someone else? It's this right here. Yeah. How often are you in this? The practical, man, we have to be in this thing every single day. If you're not, why? Ephesians 4, let's look at 14 through 16. It says, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind and teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. It said, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect a mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Do you want to be tossed and turned? Are you dictated by your emotions, your feelings, those urges that Don talked about? I came to realize that, man, when I'm tempted, I need to already have convictions lined up for that temptation. I need to already have a plan if a girl is flirting with me. I need to already have a plan if an ad pops up on my phone. I need to already have a plan if I'm tempted to cheat or do this or do that. Do you have a plan for sin? Do you have a plan? Man, have you ever felt the spirit to say, hey, you need to go talk to that person? Is your conviction, I'm not going to hold that back? Or is it just because, oh, Jordan told me to do it, so I need to go share my faith? Is it because, oh, this retreat was super inspiring, and I'm going to do it because these people shared all these awesome things, and I'm inspired by this story, and Parker shared about impurity, and I don't want to be impure? Or is it because of Jesus Christ on the cross? Man, Paul, his example is incredible. I feel like every other sentence, he's like, in Christ, because of Christ, through Christ. Jesus is the head. It's through Jesus. Man, throughout this whole thing, that's what he's saying. Is that what your book says? Are you convicted about making Jesus the Lord of your life every day in every area of your life? What are you convicted about? We already asked. We got some football fans in the house. I think some of us. Conviction. What's anybody know what a conviction is? Anyone have convictions? Nobody. I see some. All right. Conviction. You are passionate about. You know without a doubt that it's true. I think a dictionary.com or something says like you are strongly opinionated about it. It can be a bad thing. I think some of us have stronger opinions and convictions about who we think the best basketball player is, Uh-oh. who we think the best football player is, Uh-oh. who we think the best rapper is, Uh-oh. who would win Batman vs. Superman, best superhero, best video game, yep. best college football team. I know it's the University of Tennessee. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
Are you living the life that you are being called to live? Everyone in here. I think sometimes we think, oh, the campus minister is the one who knows how to study the Bible. The campus minister is the one who gets up early and has really good time with God. The campus minister is the one who gets up here and shares. No, man. Get in the Word. Learn how to study the Bible with someone. If you're becoming a Christian, learn how to read the Bible. You don't have to have someone else do it for you. I want to challenge you guys to teach your campus ministers some stuff. Ephesians 5.15 Be very careful then how you will live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Are you making the most of every opportunity? Or are you being a flake? Man, it's hard when you're really trying to give your heart to someone, and they're not in it with you. How does that make you feel? Have you ever been that person? When you leave, what is going to look different? I'm going to ask you guys a bunch of questions. I've got a bunch of questions I'm going to go through and ask. If you have a pen, if you have your phone, write these down. These are the practicals I want you to leave with. The answer to the questions. I'm not going to tell you the practicals. If you have questions, I'd love to talk afterwards. I want the answers to these questions to be your practicals. I challenge you to make convictions based on the word of God. When you leave, what is going to look different? Are you going to be a leader? Are you going to be a thermostat or a thermometer? Think about that one. I love it. I want to explain it. (laughs) What convictions do you have about period? What about who you date? I can do a whole lesson on that, so I'll spare you. Talk to me afterwards. What are your convictions going to be about your time with God? What are your convictions going to be about your phone? Social media. (laughs) Guys, I think some of us just need to delete it. Is this little thing right here keeping you from all that you can be? Source of anxiety, depression, insecurity, impurity. Is it worth having Instagram and Twitter to check sports stuff or be with friends, look at cool pictures, if it's going to cause you to sin, is it worth it? Why do you still have it? Satan is scared of you guys, but not if your weapon is a cell phone. Is this your weapon or is this your weapon? What's in your hand more? If you want to change you got to be convicted, guys. And it came up because of the words that I'm saying right now. Honestly, my words mean nothing if you're not in this. It, it, it really doesn't mean anything. I want to close with Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, 18 through 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should.
I pray these things for you guys. You don't have to be a Paul who's leading ministries to be able to pray this prayer for yourself. If you said Jesus is Lord, or if you want to say Jesus is Lord, if you claim to be a Christian, you're an ambassador. You're a representation of Jesus. That's what I'm going to challenge you guys to put on today. Get out of the gray area. It's lighting it up, guys. You have a choice to say, yeah, I am a Christian right now, but there are things in my life that aren't quite where I want it to be. My faith isn't quite where I want it to be. My time with God isn't quite where I want it to be. Learn how to know the Word. Be knowledgeable about the Word. This applies to you. Your life declares Jesus. It says, Given me so that I will fearlessly make known. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly. Are you fearless? Are you fearless? Are you fearless? Devontae, it's a web behind the ears. He's an example of what it means to be fearless. The energy man, Devontae, I'm going to talk about you for a second. I don't know you that well. I hope you're fired up. I can tell you're fired up. You're right. I want to challenge everyone and try to talk to Devontae. Remind yourself of what it's like when you first became a Christian. And if you're not there, go talk to Devontae. Man, why did, Devontae, why did you become a Christian? Why did you decide to change these things in your life? If you said Jesus is Lord, this is the bare minimum required to put Jesus on every day. I want to challenge you guys to be fearless, to put off this lukewarm attitude. I feel like, man, we kind of go through things. We're tossing turns by the winds and the waves, especially in our society. We're afraid to offend anybody. We're afraid to say anything that might hurt someone's feelings. Man, be convicted. Be convicted by Jesus. Be convicted by the Word. Guys, I love you all. I'm excited. I see some fearless men of God. I believe that we can change, change our campuses. Let's be convicted, guys.